And we're still talking cricket. By the way, there is somebody who is sending us a message, a long message about Bafana, Bafana and Safa. Unfortunately, we're not talking about that tonight, but I understand people are passionate. I understand that it's still a hot topic and it's still painful. It still hurts. Um, but we're probably going to try and get into that maybe next week or we'll see if tomorrow we can get into that, but not now. We're going to talk cricket again and uh, we're looking now ahead to the ODI series between the Proteas and Pakistan and uh, Hussein Manak, a former pro, of course, and uh, who's part of the commentary team here on SABC, joins us on the line just to talk about that and the significance of Temba Pavuma being a, c- a captain for the Proteas. Good evening, Hussein, and thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tabiso. Uh, it's a wonderful chatting to you again. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Are we going to catch you in commentary for this tour of Pakistan with this visit? Yes, we are. We are in Studio Brighton early tomorrow morning on Radio 2000 um, Sport as well as um, on SABC3. So it will be live, Boba Bo. So okay. Yeah, our listeners and viewers can look forward to that. Great, great stuff. And it's a big day tomorrow. Temba Bavuma becoming the first black African captain of the Proteas. For you, is it? does it mean something? Is it a huge milestone? Is it significant? It's, it's, it's a, it is a huge milestone. I think for, for me, um, you know, I remember I'm talking, uh, you know, having been through the unity phase in 1991-92, and I go back that long, mm. Um, when cricket was still predominantly, in fact, not I, I won't say predominantly, I'm talking, you know, you had a, a, a unification of all your different uh, cricket boards. And at that time, I was playing Sagby cricket, and which was like mm-hmm. kind of your non-white um, Transvaal in South Africa. So we had a Sagby 11, and then you had South African cricket Union 11. So you had your white cricket board and your mm. non-white cricket board and they merged and, and you were kind of supposed to have almost a merger of the two unions. Mm. And the very first tour was the tour to India. Mm. And what had happened is that was in 1991. So South Africa came out of isolation 1991. We were invited to tour India at the very last minute. A team was selected and when the team was announced you know, it was an all-white team. And Clive Rice was... Um, captaining that team and I think many people in the black cricketing fraternities were absolutely shocked that you had a situation where you had two cricket boards one white one black merging coming together as a united cricket board which is what it was called and the team that gets selected was like an all-white team so essentially cricket was still seen at that stage even though cricket was played in the black communities for over a hundred years um South Africa, the public, the media, and particularly the white community and um, administrators that ran cricket still saw cricket very much as a white sport. And and the, and, and, and the, the perception was very strong at the time because I was playing at the time that, you know, if you were not white, you really couldn't play, play cricket. You were a development player. And that, that word development uh, player was like a very strong. It almost became like a brand, you know, that any time there was a mm. black cricketer who had talent and could play, and even if you made the team, and even if you scored, it didn't matter how many runs you scored, um, you were still a development player in inverted commas, you know. So um, selectors and managers and coaches had to had to almost kind of uh, give you an opportunity, you know. Mm. It wasn't as if black players could play, you deserve to be there. Uh, and we came in with the attitude that we were good enough. We felt mm. we were good enough, but... I think the entire system just didn't accept us. And and so coming forward, rolling 
rolling forward to the present. I think it, it's a massive moment um, considering where we were mm. um, at that, that stage. And that was, as I say, 1991. The fact that so much has happened, so much has trans, uh, transformed and, and changed. And I, I mean, Tabiso, you were central to all the challenges we had mm. not so long ago, yes. you know, when, when some of the yes. cricketers, ex-cricketers came out, uh, including myself, and we spoke about some of the challenges we've had. So there have been huge challenges in these yeah. 20 or 30 years. But, you know, to have a, 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 a black South African captain in the, in ODIs and T20s, I think is a huge moment. It's something that we should be celebrating. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, Personally, for me, I think Temba was a very strong candidate for the test captaincy as well. Mm. And I said so as much on Twitter um, because he did get into the test side a lot earlier mm. and he made it hundreds against um, England at Newlands. Uh, but I, I think for me, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful moment for South Africa. I think, um, you know, the fact that uh, he would be leading from the front he has captained the Lions. Um, you know, I've, I've known Temba for a number of years, mm. um, being involved in the selection panel. He's a very astute young man, um, thinks the game very deeply. He's a deep thinker of the game. So I think he's got all the qualities that um, one needs for of a captain. Um, you know, he's, he's spoken now in, in his press conference, mm. the first one on Monday, about, um, you know, about a, a style of play that he wants to try and get going in the squad and I think that's very important um, as a new captain coming in of course he's going to have to work with the coaches um, and, and, and the coaching squad but it's going to be about you know what is our style of play that we want to take from here starting tomorrow leading up to that 2023 uh, ODI World Cup so there's three World Cups there's a World Cup coming up in October November this year there's one next year. Those are T20 World Cups. Then in 2023, there's a 50-over World Cup. Yes. So, so I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. And, and, and the fact that um, Temba Bavuma is going to be central to the planning, the strategy, uh, the tactics, and everything that's going to happen around that squad, I think is, um, is certainly very encouraging. I, I like Temba. I think he's... Um, he's always showed a maturity um, beyond his years, you know, even when he just got in. So, so I like him, and I think I think it's it's a wonderful moment. Yes, and by the way, he's also, I know we know him as a Red Bull a cricketer, but he's been outstanding whenever given a chance in limited overs cricket. As I mentioned at the top of the show, he averages 55 in ODIs. I think he's only played six matches there. I'll, I'll double-check that. At a strike rate of 92, including 100. I think that 100 was against Ireland in Centurion, if I remember correctly. Averages 35 in T20 cricket. Strike rate well over 100. So he can play the shorter format of the game, Temba Bavuma, as he's told us before on the show. We'll just take a quick break and we'll look also at the rest of that squad and what the style of play uh, is that we can expect from Temba. We are still talking to Hussein Manak. Hussein, now what kind of approach do you expect the Proteas now to come up with? What's the style of play that, that you would like to see building up to this 2023 World Cup in ODI cricket and the T20 World Cup in, in, in T20s? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what's, what the discussions are behind the scenes. So I don't have that information, the change room information and, and, and what the planning is and, and strategy behind the scenes. Uh, but from what has been said so far, my understanding is that um, what Temba is looking at is, is a very aggressive approach, a very positive, aggressive style of play. And I think that's his nature. 
you know, I get the sense. And, and you spoke earlier about, you know, some of his uh, statistics in, in white ball cricket. And I think when you look at Timber Bavuma as a package, I think, you know, sometimes we tend to look at, um, I mean, you know, somebody could, could look at those stats that you, you brought up and go like, but actually, you know, those stats are not bad, but they're not mm-hmm. great. He's only played six matches, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so for me, statistics are very, um, subjective. Mm-hmm. You can look at statistics any way you want, and, and I can argue it one way and you could argue it another. But for me, Bavuma is, is a package, and, and the package he brings is, number one, he's got years of experience now, having played all formats, having captained at the Lions for a number of years in white ball cricket as well. And then, um, you know, if you look at his his leadership style, the way, the way what he's brought to the Lions, where they've come now, even this year, they've won that T20 competition, yeah. the domestic T20 competition. And you could see the style of cricket they've played. They were positive. Um, they were aggressive. They were looking to take the game to the opposition. The team spirit was good. So I think Temba has a lot of respect from the players around him. I, I do feel that. It's something um, sometimes, you, you even if somebody is seen as a very good captain or an astute thinker, Sometimes you don't get the backing of the change room. You don't get the backing of people around you. And I think Temba, I get a feeling, has got that. He's got that backing. So um, the other thing that, you know, if you look at a package that he offers, I mean, he's a, he's just an outstanding fielder. He's probably one of the best fielders in world cricket. So if you combine his stats and then you bring in his experience and then you add the leadership qualities he has and you bring in his, his brilliant fielding, there's a package there that almost tells you that, you know, he becomes an automatic selection. He's he's now just, you know, he's probably your first name you're going to put down on, on, on the team sheet. Um, and so I think, therefore, he does command a lot of respect from the rest of his peers and his teammates. And I think that's a wonderful thing to have as a leader. And, and the fact that um, he's got at least three years, I, I'm not sure whether they announced the captaincy for a particular period, but... Mm-hmm. My understanding is that it's going to be up to that 2023 World Cup. So he's got at least three years to really just implement what he sees as a style, a culture in the change room, style of play, getting a nice buzz going, and getting them to really become accountable to towards playing that particular style of play. And I think that's very important because I did get a sense over the last maybe decade or so that there were times when South Africa, when they were changing coaches and things, I got a sense that the style of play wasn't always something that was cemented, that was fixed, that everybody knew about. So I'm not 100% sure that there was that common thread running through for the last decade or so. Um, But if Timba can sit down now with um, the coaching staff and they work out a style and go, this is going to be our style of play. And I think it's important that Temba Bavuma has a huge say um, in what that style of play is because he's going to be the leader uh, of the pack on and off the field. Um, so it's very important that he plays a role. But I think to answer your question, it's it, it going to be, my gut feel, is going to be a very aggressive, positive style of play, which I think is very encouraging. I think the other thing that uh, particularly the approaches must be very aware of. And I think I uh, would hope that um, they would make sure that that is, is that, you know, you go back to the previous World Cup and previous mm-hmm. World Cups where there was also, 
that big match temperament uh, going into knockout competitions, and that's something they're going to have to look at. Uh, they're going to have to look at issues like how do they stay calm under pressure in big pressure moments, you know. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of different things they're going to have to put together and work on. But I'm certainly looking forward to it because I think there's some encouraging things happening. Okay. And we've actually got a clip of Temba Pavuma from when he, when he was announced as captain. And I can completely understand why, you know, people in our country would, would, would celebrate it um, for what it is. Um, so, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it didn't mean to me. I'd be lying if I said that um, it does not make me think of of where everything started for me and how I've been able to go through that journey and get to this point where I am. I think, you know, I still I still stick to my sentiments in the sense that from a pure ambition point of view, um as much as as much as i I am the first black African um captain, from a playing point of view, I think I still have strong ambitions that I'd still like to that I'd like to achieve. <clears throat> Um, and combined with being known as the first black African captain, I'd also like to be known as someone who, who led the team very well, um, and created a legacy, um, for himself. Okay. And Hussein, does it also help that he's embraced the, the captaincy and the responsibility? Because the last time we had Quentin Dikok, he was not sure if he wanted to be captain. He actually said it himself, that he's not sure if he really wants to do this. Yeah, you know, to, to be perfectly frank, I mean, you know, the whole Quinton de Kock decision was, was, was strange to me to start with. I think there was always a sense, even when I was on the panel, that Quinton was not a keen leader. He didn't take um, too naturally to particularly media spotlight and attention. Now, as we know, a captain these days, the first thing you need to do is you need to be up front up to the media. You know, uh, you need to be there in the press conferences. Yeah. You need to be there dealing with all those issues under pressure, whatever. So, you know, it's a huge role. And, and, and I didn't get the sense that Quinton was was ever um, keen to be dealing with media. He was very much, he had a personality where, you know, he would rather take a break and go fishing. It, it, it'd just be, he wanted to be on his own in his hotel room, have a quiet drink somewhere. But he was not the type of guy that wanted the spotlight. And that's how I knew Quinton over the years, you know, from a youngster. So, so, you know, and, and, but at the same time, also knew that Quinton quietly was saying that he wanted to captain. So he had oh. this ambition that he wanted to captain, but there were certain things that didn't quite add up in the sense that, um, you know, he wasn't, a natural um, leader, when I talk leader, like I'm talking off the field yes. issues. On the field, Quentin was probably one of the sharpest guys when it came to reading the game from behind the stump. So he really had a good cricket brain. Um, but when it comes to off the field issues, your different, you know, all the different elements that make up a leader and a captain, um, that, you know, I found it bizarre that they went on then to make Quentin captains in all three formats. And I think that was just a massive mistake from management side. Um, but, you know, having said that, that was, that's happened, it's passed, and, and, and I'm just glad that now they're moving forward, and, and Temba, I think, is a good move because he's, as you say, a keen captain, he's embraced it, and, and I think he speaks there in that little interview, in that clip you've played now. Mm. He talks, uh, you know, uh, um, about leaving a legacy, about, um, and, you know, you can't help drawing comparisons to, 
um, Asia Kolisi, you know, and, and you go like, listen, hang on, if, can you imagine, we've got three World Cups coming up. I mean, Temba Bavuma as the first black African captain goes in, in, in South Africa, win even one of those three. Oof. Can you imagine what a massive moment that would mm. be for the country? And I don't think we're too far off, to be honest. I think it's just about raising your game and peaking at the right time. I mean, I was involved in one or two World Cups, and, and you know, it, it was just that semi-final in Auckland in New Zealand yes. in, in 2015. 2015. I mean, I was, you know, I was there, uh, Tabiso, and, and you know, the one thing that stood out, yes, we played some good cricket, but I tell you what, it's just the key moments in South Africa somehow just couldn't stay calm under pressure. Mm. So there was this thing where, um, you know, South Africans had almost this, um, you know, and, and sometimes you, you just feel, you, uh, I feel sometimes uncomfortable with bringing the race thing into it. Mm. But South Africans over the years had this brand of playing this white rugby style cricket. You know, it's like this in your face, we need to come out there, be aggressive, rave mm. our game. And, you know, it's all this pumped up I'm energy. Like, mm. yeah, we, you know, it's it's like that rugby, like you're pumping yourself up for a rugby game, you know. Mm. And, and, and the one thing that they didn't need in those key moments was that. What South Africa really needed on the field in Auckland in 2015 in the semifinal was somebody not to pump them up. What they needed was somebody to keep them calm. They needed a calmness. They needed, you know, with all the pressure that's there already, you don't need to be pumped up. Everything's already pumped up. What they needed was just calm heads, a cool head, calm mind, and stay really calm under pressure. And that's what they couldn't find. So I'm just hoping that going forward, um, somebody like, like Temba can assist them to, to move away from that brash rugby-style mm. mentality of playing cricket. Because, no, cricket, you, you don't need to be pumped up all the time. Cricket is game. a game for cool heads. Yes, there are, are moments when you need to go there and show a lot of aggression and, and up the ante and, uh, and pick up your intensity. There are moments when that needs to be done. But by and large, when the pressure's on, you just need to be very calm. So in, in, in some ways, I think moving away from... Um, the traditional style of captaincy, the traditional style of how South Africans have always played cricket over the years, I think is going to be a breath of, breath of fresh air. Uh, and I think Kiet, Kiet, uh, Temba is his own man, yeah. which is which is why I think it's a fantastic move. He's not going to try and fit into anybody else's box. I think okay. he's his own man, and, and that's what I'm looking for. We're going to have to leave it there because of time, but we'll catch you again tomorrow on radio and on TV. Hussein Manak, looking forward to that. Thank you very much for speaking to us.